بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد صلی اللہ رسول الکریم اما الحمد للہ چنائٹ از دا فورتھ آف فیبروری ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزینڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی تھری الحمد للہ وی موڈ آن ٹو دا فورٹی سیونتھ نائٹ Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu And I'm mentioning his blessed name during the era of the two blessed sheikhs. So there's a very informative report showing how close he was to Sayyidina Umar radiyallahu And the report is recorded in Imam Malik's Mawadda. And Anas radiyallahu, he was once walking and he suddenly heard Sayyidina Umar's voice. And he was in the orchard, so there was a wall between them. And he heard Umar radiyallahu anhu saying, Umar ibn al-Khattab, Amir al-Mu'mineen, well done, well done. You will fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or you will be punished. So Anas radiyallahu anhu said, there was nobody with him at the time. So this is the gist of the report. So what's happening? Sayyidina Umar radiyallahu anhu he was reflecting upon his of the authority that Allah Ta'ala had blessed him with and he was rebuking himself in secret or so he thought who was the one who Allah the Almighty sent so that we could hear this kind of self-rebuke and what was he rebuking himself on he goes Amir al-Mu'mini well done well done you will fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Or you, will, or you will be punished. And Anas radiyallahu, he never forgot that. He goes, he was rebuking himself. So, there's also a report, like I mentioned, with Abu Bakr radiyallahu. And Abu Bakr was by himself radiyallahu. And the hadith is in Tirmidhi and Mishkat. He was holding his tongue. And he said, this piece of flesh has taken me to destruction. So, Umar spotted him radiyallahu. He goes, have mercy, Allah Ta'ala has forgiven you. And he repeated the statement. He goes, this small piece of flesh has taken me to destruction. So what were the two shaykhs doing? They were by themselves reflecting upon, i.e. the state of affairs in the sense of their iman and their responsibilities. And this is the sunnah of the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Sayyidina Anas, it would come as no surprise to learn. His love for the two glorious sheikhs was immense. And I've mentioned this report, but I'll mention it again because it's relevant. In Sayyid Bukhari, number 3485, 5815. Sayyid Muslim, number 2639. Abu Dawood, number 5127. Dirmadi, number 2385. Sayyid. Ahmad and his Muslim, number 12032, 12738, 12846. Ibn Hibban in his Sahih 10-308, Abu Ya'la in his Musnad number 3023, Tabarari in his Ausad number 8556, Mishkat. Sayyidina Anas, he relates to the report, Radiyallahu. A man once asked the Holy Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, about the final hour, saying, Matassa'a, when is the hour? O Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he responded, وَمَاذَا أَعْدَدَّ لَهَا 
What have you prepared for it? So stop in the report. Look how beautifully the Prophet redirected him to what was more important. People are fond of asking about the hour. When will Qiyamah strike? When is the moment? When is the hour? So the prophetic response is, what have you prepared for it? Meaning, it's, it's going to happen. It's in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But your preparation is more important. The man responded, La shay'a illa anni uhibbullahu wa rasoolah. Nothing except that I love Allah ta'ala and his message. In Imam Ahmad's report, the wording is, I have not prepared much work for it. Neither salah, nor fasting. So what did the Prophet say? Ask him, وسلم, what have you prepared for it? And he goes, nothing. Now this doesn't mean nothing. It means nothing in, in the sense of extra, additional. But I do love Allah Ta'ala and his messenger. The Prophet وسلم, said, You will be gathered with those whom you love. So what's interesting, he mentioned his own testification, my deeds are not up to scratch. But I do love Allah Ta'ala and his messenger. And the Prophet didn't say to him, what sort of love is this? He said, you will be with those whom you love. Anas continued. فَمَا فَرِحْنَا بِشَيْءٍ فَرَحَنَا بِقَوْلِ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمْ أَنْتَ مَعَمَّنْ أَحْبَبْتَ we have never felt so glad as on this decree of the Prophet that you will be gathered with those whom you love. So Anas, he's narrating. He's not part of the conversation. Because, but he described how happy they were to hear this. Because we were so happy that we heard this from the Prophet Anas then added, I therefore love the Prophet Abu Bakr and Umar radiallahuma wa arju an akuna ma'ahum bihubbi iyahum wa in lam a'mal bimithli a'malihim and I hope that I shall also be together with them because of my loving them even though I do not perform the likes of their good deeds. So Anas with great humility radiallahu he said, my deeds aren't like theirs. And these past few weeks, we've been discussing these deeds. See, the report doesn't make any, hold any value if you don't know who Anas is. But when you actually get acquainted with him, what did he say? <laughs> and if you go through his virtues, you're thinking, he said, my deeds aren't like theirs. But this was humility. But then he humbly said, but I hope to be with them because of my love for them. <laughs> In one report, Anas said, after Iman, the blessing of Iman and Islam, this was the most beloved statement we heard from the Prophet So now again and again, I mentioned that there are four signs of love. The first sign of love is emulation. Say, if you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then follow me. The Prophet Allah will love you and forgive you your sins. So emulation is one sign. The second is, in Abu Nu'aym al-Hiliyah Sahih Hadith, the Prophet said, he who loves something mentions it much. 
So if you mention something much, you don't need to say, I love that thing. You're proving it by the fact that you're talking about it so often. So the youngsters, they talk about football. So they love football. They're now, you know, TikTok experts. So they love TikTok. But what's interesting, when you ask them that question, they deny it. So you'll say to the person, you, you, you love football. He goes, no, no, it's just a hobby. He goes, why are you on TikTok? You know, do you love to be on TikTok? No, 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 it's just something that, you know, we socialize with. So what's interesting, they know there's a problem there. That's their fitna. They don't, they don't like to admit that the love shouldn't be there. So the second is emulation. Sorry, the second is frequent uh, um, remembrance. The third is love what they love. The Prophet said, he loved so many things. The Sahaba loved it because he loved it. For instance, I mentioned about Anas. He goes, when I saw Rasulullah looking for pumpkin, I then loved pumpkin. Now what's interesting, he didn't have a liking for pumpkin. <laughs> Otherwise that doesn't make sense. What he meant was the Prophet loved it, I love it. <laughs> Abu Ayyub al-Ansari said garlic. The Prophet, you know, he used to give a food to the Prophet, but this time he didn't eat. And he asked, Ya Rasulullah, why didn't you eat from the food? He goes, he has garlic within it. He goes, is it haram? He goes, no. But I converse with the ones whom you don't converse. And then Abu Ayyub said, I will not eat what you don't eat. Out of love, he kept away from it. Then you got Abdullah ibn Umar and the whole cave collapses. <laughs> he would walk where the Prophet walks, sit where the Prophet sat, you know, it goes on. So all of that is love. Why? Because you love whatever he loves. Also, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he said in Tabarani, if I knew that Umar loved a dog, I would love that dog. Why? Because that's a sign of love. You love whatever the, your beloved loves. So that's the third sign. And the fourth is acquaintance. You are obsessed with knowing more and more. So when people say, I love Allah and His Messenger, you have to apply those gauges. We will definitely say yes. But you add, but my love isn't like the love of the great ones. My Iman isn't like the, uh, the Iman of the Great Ones. I will definitely say yes. And also, you have every right to say it despite your many failings. <coughs> Why? Because there's a hadith in Sayyid Bukhari where this man, he used to drink, take intoxicants, and he'd come to the Prophet to purify himself. One day, the Prophet said, purify your brother. And then one of the companions, he went overboard. He goes... May Allah Ta'ala curse you. He said, haven't you got any shame? The Prophet said, don't curse him. He loves Allah Ta'ala and his messenger. Mm -hmm. This is in Sayyid Bukhari. So what does that tell you? He is committing a major crime. Mm -hmm. Granted, he came to purify himself. Mm -hmm. But the Prophet didn't say, well, he hasn't got a right to say that. I'm telling you. <laughs> he loves Allah Ta'ala and his messenger. Hafiz ibn Hajar Asqalani, Rahmatullah said, in Fattal Bari, this is the proof that major sinners love Allah and His Messenger. So this is again what we believe, the Ahlul Sunnah. The Khawarij completely turned the dial. You commit a major sin, you're out of Islam. Right? So what sort of Islam is that? In fact, the companions, because of their piety, had to retune the dial as well. Once the Prophet famously said in Bukhari and Muslim, that a person who sincerely says the Shahada, he will enter paradise. So Abu Dhar who was with him, and he's chaining it over. He goes, even if he commits adultery and theft, Ya Rasulullah. So why did he mention those two sins? Major sins. Adultery is a major sin. 
theft is a major sin. So he was thinking, how can they go to paradise? So the Prophet ﷺ said, even if he commits adultery and theft. So Abu Dhar's chain again, he asks again, even if he commits adultery and theft, Ya Rasulullah. And the Prophet said, even if he commits adultery and theft, Abu Dhar can't get around his blessed mind. He asks a third time, the third or fourth time, the Prophet strikes him on the chest. He goes, despite Abu Dhar. Meaning, I don't care what you think. So what was Abu Dhar had to, he had to correct that. He was thinking the shahada benefits if you commit major sins. And the Prophet was saying yes. So not all of this proves. Uh, Hafiz ibn Taymiyyah, he added, Rahmatullah, a major sin weakens your iman. Because iman leaves, the Prophet wasallam was saying that when a person commits zina, iman leaves him. When a person commits theft, iman leaves him. The hadith to the nearest meaning mentions that. But the meaning here is it's weakening. It's owning over him. It's shading him. So if you keep on committing those sins, there's a danger you might lose your iman. So note here all of this. And why did Anas Radiyallahu mention out of all of the Sahaba? He mentioned two. I love Rasulullah. I love Abu Bakr and Umar. Why did he mention them? Because those two great men had a profound impact upon him. They were the most beloved to Allah and His Messenger, and He lived through their glorious reign. Upon Umar radiallahu's tragic martyrdom, Sayyidina Anas radiallahu was now around 34 to 35 years of age. So, what's shocking is, even though these major events are taking place, he's still not that old. He's still only in his mid 30s. But what is he doing by the time in, in his mid 30s? So, moving on to the next subsection. His witnessing the various trials and tribulations. Inevitably, our beloved Messenger supplications for his young dear cousin came to pass. And he went on to live a venerable and long blessed life. But alas, due to this, he went on to witness much of the harrowing tribulations which our beloved Messenger had predicted would come to pass. It was strange. His du'a was, give him a long life, bless him. But now that also meant that he's going to have to witness many tragic incidents in Islamic history. The various sects thus inevitably emerged, each claiming to be upon the truth. And Anas, he said something amazing. Now think about this. Every sect will say, we're upon Haq. But the Wafid say, the Khawarij say, God knows who else says it. So how do we know where upon Haq? <laughs> because Anas, radiallahu, he exposed very easily and eloquently where the truth lay. What did he say? They, I, the deviant ones, they say, the love of Uthman and Ali, radiallahu, cannot merge in the heart of the believer. They lie. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has merged the love of them both in our heart. All praise and gratitude of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is an amazing clarification. Where is this recorded? Hafiz ibn Hajar Askalani, rahmatullahi in his Al-Tahdeeb 7-141, Hafiz Al-Ajuri in his Ash-Shari'ah 5-2312, with a Sahih chain of transmission, Tahqiq Mawaqif Al-Sahaba 2-25. So he very eloquently and beautifully told you where the truth lies. 
what do the deviants say? They say you if you love Uthman, then you can't love Ali. If you love Ali, you can't love Uthman. So who's he talking about? So the ones who had the excessive love for Uthman and had the complete opposite for Ali, they were the Nasibis. These were the ones who had hated for the family of the Prophet like Hajjaj bin Yusuf. And then the ones who love Ali and hate Uthman, of course, are the Rawafid. So look what he's done in a very beautiful, simple statement. He goes, they're liars. He goes, that love has merged in our hearts. We love Uthman and we love Ali. All praise and gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's it. He didn't give a bayan. He didn't give a sermon. He didn't go into points of Aqidah. He goes, if you love Uthman and Ali, you're guided. And look how amazing that is. Allah is telling you where guidance lies. It lies with the students of the Prophet. This really should not come as a surprise. Why? Because Anas, he relates that our beloved messenger warned. The love of these four, Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman and Ali, radiyallahu ta'ala anhum, cannot combine together in the heart of the hypocrite. Subhanallah. This is in Tabarani in his Ausat, Ibn Asakir in his Tariq Dimishq, Marifal Ahadith, volume 4, page 441 of the New English Translation. So this is another amazing hadith of the Prophet Notice that they were always uttered in that order. We're looking back, so you know we don't see the miracle. The Prophet never changed the order. Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali. Show me one hadith where he changed the order. So straight away when people start saying, Ali should have been the third, Ali should have been the first, didn't the Prophet know that? Right? So these are strange statements people make. Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali. Hear it again. And what did he say? He said, the love of these four. Look how beautiful that is. If you love three and you have a problem with one, hypocrisy. <laughs> if you love two and you have a problem with two, even worse. You love all four, that cannot combine except in the heart of the believer. The complete opposite of the hypocrite. Of which Muslims on the face of the earth has that love combined? Is the Ahl Sunnah? <laughs> you go to any of the Sunni Muslims, you love Abu Bakr, give our life for him, right? Umar, give our life for him, Uthman, give our life for him, Ali, give our life for him. Turn to the Khawarij, you love Abu Bakr, give our life for him. You love Umar, give our life for him, you love Uthman, we killed him. Ali, we wanted to kill him and we got him. You go to the Rawafit, you love Abu Bakr, biggest monafic on planet Earth, right? Umar, Uthman, there you go. The Prophet is telling you, guidance. Mm. Allahu Akbar, how great is the status of these four mighty personalities that by having love for all of them, this is sufficient to protect oneself from the vilest ailment of hypocrisy. Subhanallah. Look how it's, you know, it's ajeeb. How can we say we're not hypocrites? We can't say it. Well, if the Prophet gave us a sign and we apply that sign, we can say it. So you can say, I'm not a monafic. Because how do you know you're not a monafic? Because the Prophet said, 
the love of these four cannot combine in the heart of a hypocrite. Mm. I love all four of them. Mm. In a similar report, our beloved Messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, no love for these four companions is gathered except in the heart of a believer. Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, and Ali, radiallahu ta'ala. This is in Ahmad and his Fada'ilu Sahaba, number 19 and number 225. There's a difference in the wording here. Previous hadith, it cannot combine in the heart of the hypocrite. In this hadith, authentic, it can, it goes, it will gather in the heart of a believer. And look at all of the sects of Islam. You know, we make it so complicated sometimes. He said, haven't they got a point here? Haven't the Rawafid got a point? Haven't the rationalists got a point? Haven't they this? Haven't they that? And you just go back to the Khilaf of Rashidi. They had a problem with Abu Bakr. Right? And he goes, so what's the, is that a big deal? Of course it's a big deal. He had a problem with Uthman. Is that a big deal? 100% is a big deal. They had a problem with Ali. Right? So note, and what does that tell you between the lines? You need to study their lives. Open, they say, yeah, may Muhammad karto, right? Arbaim, char, yaar. Do marches on streets, right? Where's the four signs I've talked about? You have to apply the criteria. And then you can say, look, yes, it's a work in progress. I've got all four. That's love. Consider also the following narration. Again, from Anas. What's interesting, all from Anas. Anas relates that our beloved messenger is reported to have said, Sallallahu my hood, my basin consists of four corners. One corner will be with Abu Bakr, one with Umar, one with Uthman, one with Ali. He who loved Abu Bakr but had a dislike for Umar would not be given water by Abu Bakr. He who loved Umar but had a dislike for Abu Bakr would not be watered by Umar. He who loved Uthman had a dislike for Ali would not be watered by Uthman. And he who loved Ali but had a dislike for Uthman would not be watered by Ali. So this is the hadith. Is it authentic? Imam Qurtubi in his Tadkhira in the chapter on the whole page 155 of the English translation, Hafiz ibn Kathir in the last chapter of Al-Bidayah, page 324 of the English translation, he states, Though we have mentioned it, it does not have an authentic change due to the weakness of narrators. So this is interesting. <laughs> ibn Kathir at the beginning of his work, Al-Bidayah, because I will only mention authentic reports. But at the end, what does he mention here? Though we have mentioned it, Yet it does not have an authentic change due to the weakness of some narrators. So what he meant by that was, it has corroborating proofs. And then some of them I've already just mentioned. Because it's completely in line with what we know authentically from the Prophet So this is what he was honest and he's with his scholarly service, he goes, the chain has weakness. So let's look at this. So the Houd, what's the Houd? The Houd is the... Um, basin where the Qawthar flows into. So when Allah the Almighty and Glorious says, Inna kal Qawthar, verily we have given you Qawthar. Qawthar is the supply. It flows onto the earth which will be flat at the time and the Hawd will be completely uh, in a square shape. It was interesting, you know, it's, it's designed like this. Each corner, Khilafur Rajidi. 
Where's Rasulullah? And look how amazing. Abu Bakr, even though he had a very soft heart, he will not give that blessed water to the one who had a problem with Umar. So that actually shows how much Abu Bakr loves Umar. How does he know that? This is obviously on the day of judgment. Allah Ta'ala is highlighting the reality. So we shouldn't find it strange. There will be clear signs of hypocrisy, standards, this, that, and the other. So when a person approaches Abu Bakr, he knows this person hates Umar. So he will turn him away. When they go to Umar, he will not water the one who had hated for Abu Bakr. To me, that's a very strange category because how can you, you know, love Umar and have a problem with Abu Bakr? Well, maybe they are people, you know, Allah Ali, who those people are. And then look how touching. Uthman does not give the one who wants this blessed water who has a problem with Ali. And Ali doesn't give to the one, to Uthman. Question, who are they going to give water to then? It's the Sunnis and the Sunnah wal Jama'ah because none of us have a problem with them. If you are not given that water, are you in trouble? The Prophet said, people will be turned away from my hold. The angels will turn people away. And what did the Prophet say? He said, my Sahaba, my Sahaba. And the angels will say, you don't know what they did after you. And then in one report, the Prophet say, I will say what a pious man said. And he quotes Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. Ever since I was with them, I, uh, when I was with them, I looked after them. But when I went back to you, you yourself had been watching over them. He recited the end verses of Surah Maida. So now, this is the hadith. But now you're going to explain this hadith. The Rafi, these are very fond of calling the hadith in Bukhari and Muslim. Because this proves the companions, some of them are Munafiks. Because the Prophet says, my companions. So what's the commentary of this hadith? Imam Nawawi rahmatullahi said in Sharh Sayyid Muslim and also Ibn Hajar Askalari rahmatullahi al Bari he says this is in reference to the apostates so those who came in the year of delegations to pledge to the Prophet the last thing the Prophet knew they were Muslims so when he sees them again at the Houd he's not shown that they've lost their Iman they followed the false prophets they left the deen why? Because he only has shown the deeds of the believers who he benefits. He's not shown the unbelievers. So he goes, my companions. And what do the angels say? You do not know. Meaning Allah Ta'ala veiled you from them, Ya Rasulullah. And then the Prophet goes, get away. So it's got nothing to do with the companions of the Prophet. He was talking about those who apostatized. So again, people are being turned away. Who, where are they being turned away from? The hold. So who are being turned away? Unbelievers. Meaning you're either an unbeliever or you're in a very, very decrepit state. And to finish, consider also the blessed words of Ayyub as sakhtiyani rahmatullahi. Whoever loves Abu Bakr, radiyallahu, has established true iman. Whoever loves Umar, radiyallahu, his path has become clear. Whoever loves Uthman, radiyallahu, has been guided by the light of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whoever loves Ali, radiyallahu, has grasped the firmest handhold. And whoever speaks well of the companions of Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa is free from all of hypocrisy. Subhanallah. Recorded by Hafiz al-Ajuri, rahmatullahi in his Ash-Shari'a, 4-1772-3. So Ayyub as-Sakhtiyani was from the Salaf. 
And he's explaining the hadith of the Prophet If you love Abu Bakr, you've got true Iman. You love Umar, the path is clear. You love Uthman, you were the light of Allah. You love Ali, you've got the firmest hands hold. You speak well of all the Saab. You are free of all hypocrisy. That last category is the most difficult. Because not many of us know enough of the companions to speak well of them. <laughs> so what do I mean by that? You, we know something about Abu Bakr, so we won't tolerate any disrespect. Umar, well, as you go down the ranks, what well, starts happening? Tongues become loose. He goes, yes, well, Zubair shouldn't have come out to oppose Ali. Hang on a minute. Right? Because why did you say that? Well, he did. He did come out, didn't he? Because you spoke ill of him. You did it with a negative intention. By the time you get to Moab, yeah, God help us. <laughs> right? You know, they even start doubting his iman. So what did Ayyub as sakhdiyani say? Whoever speaks well of the companions of Muhammad is free of hypocrisy. Note again, hypocrisy. These are hypocrites who find fault with the prophets of the, the, the companions of the prophets of the May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be well pleased with each and every one of these truly remarkable and majestic souls and forgive us all for their honorable sins. And this is why that title doesn't come cheaply. We say it cheaply. May Allah be pleased or content with them. And may they be pleased and content with him. But that title actually shows their status. Allah is telling you, do not speak ill of those who I am content with. I am happy with. And yet people do. Astaghfirullah. And notice Anas. He just gave that beautiful statement. The deviants say, oh, we love both Uthman and Ali. Mm. Alhamdulillah. Mm. And that is where the truth lies. Mm. So all I mentioned today was basically now Sayyidina Anas moving into the Khilafat of Sayyidina Uthman. And I was highlighting now because of the tribulations which are going to ensue what Anas had to say of the matter. And notice, all guidance lies with the companions of the Prophet Are there any questions you'd like to ask?